Every business wants good customer reviews. Every customer wants a good experience. So what happens when both sides click? Or in some cases, when they don't? From Yelp and Entrepreneur Media, this is Behind the Review. Emily Washkovic, Yelp small business expert. Normally, I pick one review on Yelp and talk to the entrepreneur and the reviewer about the story and business lessons behind their interaction. But this week, I'm doing a deep dive episode with former guest Josh Campbell on the topic of leadership. Let's give our conversation a listen. Last time we had Josh of Rescuer on the show, we got to learn all about the infrastructure of your HVAC business and the scope of your team. But for those people who didn't listen to our first episode, do you want to start by giving me an overview of Rescuer, how big your team is and what structure is? Yeah. I was in an interview the other day. I defined Rescuer in a fun way. So Rescuer is a residential heating and air conditioning company here in Dallas, Texas. My uncle and I own it as partners and it's a family small business. And I think we're a little bit of country in the city. So we come from a community where people take care of one another, a small town feel, your reputation's everything. And we run our business as such. So that's a little bit of rescue air. If you want to know numbers, I mean, this year, it looks like our 2022 goal is going to be 14 million. We've got 40 or 45 people on the team right now, probably growing to 60 by the end of 2022. Residential air conditioning only. Perfect. Oh, wait, but there's more. We're actually closing on a plumbing company here in the next couple of weeks. So we'll be rescue air and plumbing here. And the owner of this plumbing company is the most famous plumber in America. I mean, he's got 40 million views combined on his YouTube videos. The guy's plumbing genius. So he's a perfect fit for us. I'm super excited. Just a ball of positive energy coming in here to help us kick off plumbing. Did you always want to do plumbing? I didn't know that. Yeah, my dad's a master plumber. I'm master electrical, master mechanical, but yeah, I'm excited to be a plumber. That's cool. Okay. So today we're going to talk all about leadership, how that impacts your team, how that falls onto the consumer experience as well. To start, can you just define for me what you think of leadership as? Yeah. When I think of leadership, I kind of, I think of a head coach, right? A mentor or a guide. I think those are the best leaders. The people who are really, you're showing someone else how to be a leader. And what is a leader? If you, if you view it as a guide, I once heard an analogy of the garden stakes that you plant on a tree to help the tree grow up properly. That's what leadership is in my mind. And you show somebody how to do that and then they can do the same for the next. Yeah. And at your company, not everyone is reporting to you, right? There's like leaders in between you and some of your team. Can you share with me what qualities you look for in a good leader, but also what you can teach them, the skills that you can guide them through to make them good leaders? Yeah. So I think that people who turn into the best leaders end up being the ones, one, that are really coachable. So I look for people who are are working on themselves, right? If anybody comes in and they say, I'm I'm reading all this stuff. I get a lot of young people that are doing that. It's kind of popular right now with uh, these 20-somethings that they're reading all kinds of stuff. And you can tell that they want to grow into something more. 
So I, I look for people who are working on themselves, somebody, and, and that usually tells me they're coachable. And it's the basics after that. They've got a good attitude. They're a good work ethic. So the basics, because they're going to have to pass all those characteristics along. So during an interview, what I do is I have this card that I put together and it's, it's called 10 things that require zero talent. When I'm thinking about somebody in a leadership goal, I'm really looking for most of these. It goes being on time, work ethic, effort, body language energy, attitude, passion, being coachable, doing extra, and being prepared. I'm kind of looking for at least a blend of those qualities. I'm looking for problem solvers too. That's one of my favorite things. John Maxwell says it really well. I think it's number seven of his uh, 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership. I'm probably wrong on which law, but the, it's being the quickest way to gain leadership is by being a problem solver. So you just walk into a problem, or any problem, and, and you say, okay, how can we solve this? A lot of people go in and they want to talk about the problem or they want to blame game, whatever it might be. The person who walks into a problem and just finds the solution, puts a plan together to fix it, that's your leader. I really yeah, that's a great one. And I think we'll give you a chance to do a rundown of books later, but even just the concept of seeking more knowledge, understanding others. I think that's huge. I know your business. So I happen to know that you're not always dealing with the happiest people or things don't always necessarily go as planned. How do you think leaders set up a situation where their team and their staff can come to them? Because I think that is what sets you guys so far apart is there's this culture of making things right and customer service that has to be carried from the top down or these people yeah. who are in your client's home wouldn't feel empowered to, to do that. So can you just yeah. speak on that a little? I got to give kudos to Yelp. you like the idea that a one-star review can help me build a better business. That wouldn't have happened unless there was a one-star review available. I think if you went back 20, 30 years ago before the internet and before there was any sort of judging or gauging or analytics on, on how people feel about you, really re the review system, you know, so now I remember calling up a one-star review and initially you're bubbling over, but then it, this is early in this company. I started realizing that, whoa, this guy just helped me identify a problem. They sent him a steak dinner gift certificate, not be angry with them. And now that's kind of evolved into a philosophy here where all of our leaders look at that's your best client. This guy who gives you that one-star review, as crazy as 99% of it is, there's 1% in there that's right or he wouldn't be writing it. And if you find that 1%, you can take it and say, hey, we can do something with this. That's the same thing as these kids that are reading books or that's a great leadership quality, I think. Yeah. And talk to me a little bit about how your team of leaders supports each other. I know you've spoken about these meetings that you have and how you bring people together to share their ideas. Right. Can you just give some more color to that and how that really helps evolve the yeah. leadership? For sure. I think one of the things we do in our leadership team that's neat is we're really transparent. We're open and honest about our marriages and our kids and our struggles. We get really, really candid with one another in a leadership meeting about ugly stuff that a lot of people don't want to talk about. When we circle back to books, I'll tell you about one called Fierce Conversations. It's a great book. Susan something. It's not on the shelf. All right, I probably gave it to someone. When somebody comes to my office, there's a good chance you're leaving with a book. So this book, our leadership team talks about how you need to discuss the ugly things. That's one of our big jobs as leaders. 
there's a stinky dead cat in the corner and you can't just leave it over there to rot. It's, it's an old Papua New Guinea term called a, a Makito. And it's most of the problems in a given business are there. We all know about them and nobody wants to address it. And we make it, we've got to see it, say it philosophy here. And it doesn't matter who you are, as long as you do it openly, honestly, and you don't attack anyone, right? It's not personal. Bring it up. And we do a great job here at Rescue Air of discussing the ugly problems, because if you do, you can do something about them. One other thing that our leadership team does at a very high level is at any time we, we encounter a problem, we, we had one this morning, right? A little bit of a meltdown in our install department. And I, I looked over at a young lady, our customer service manager, and she's in call center, really, right? She didn't have anything to do with this. I threw the ball. I'm like, what could you have done differently that would have made that not happen? And then we go around the leadership team and everybody, and you start thinking hard, what could I have done differently? Because that's all you can control is your own actions. And if we all come up with solutions, the next thing you know, you solve your own problems, one. But I think anytime there's a problem as a leader, we need to stop and say, what could I have done differently that made an impact? Could I have been looking for that? Maybe I noticed that happening and there and I didn't exercise, see it, say it just in passing. And it could be as simple as that. We're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be back to talk more about how to get your team invested in your company's success. If you're a small business owner, this is for you. Running a business is just plain hard. Endless to-do lists, employees to take care of, and your ever-present bottom line. So first of all, kudos to you for staying on top of it all. I want to tell you about Gusto. Gusto built an easier and more affordable way to manage payroll, benefits, and more. They help over 100,000 businesses with tasks like automated payroll tax filing, simple direct deposits, free health insurance administration, 401ks, onboarding tools, you name it, Gusto made it easy. And they really care about the small business owners they work with. Their support team is attentive and helpful. And since money can be tight right now, you'll get three months free once you run your first payroll. Just go to gusto.com forward slash review and start setting up your business today. You'll see what I mean when I say easy. Again, that's three months of free payroll at gusto.com forward slash review. That's G-U-S-T-O dot com forward slash review. I liked what you mentioned about you can only control yourself and what you would do differently. But as a leader, you're obviously motivating a team. How do you motivate your team to care as much as the leadership team? How do you motivate them to be invested and treat the customer the same way you would? Yeah. So I think dictatorship style businesses are either a thing of the past or they're dying. Another great book, Start With Why, Simon Sinek, right? If you, you look at any of these, you get everybody bought into the why that you're doing something before you present anything. And, and, and if you can get them to come up with the solution, so you say, okay, we're adding plumbing. What do you guys think? So I don't walk in and say, hey, guess what? I bought a plumbing company. I walk in, I say, okay, do you guys think it might be smart? And, and way before we even started looking at buying plumbing companies, do you think it might be smart? What are the advantages? And if you go around a, a leadership team, you get them to identify all those advantages and then they'll say, yeah, we should do this. Then you go shop for one. It was their idea then, because they're the ones. And maybe you had the idea that you want to do it anyway, but you got their buy-in and they understand the why we're doing it. And we did that with a collaborative approach. Yeah. I think a lot of people, they don't think that their team should have a say. 
in that kind of stuff, or they don't think that an open dialogue is going to benefit them. Was that something that you learned from another leader? Was that something that you saw work for yourself and you just thought I'm going to do more of this? You know, there's so many feelings out here, right? I don't know where I picked up on it, but at some point in time, the idea that like, okay, that didn't feel good, right? Is there another approach? And I think that's a little bit of it. And usually if there's an, that didn't feel good, or you see somebody handle somebody else in a way that didn't feel good. And you say, okay, what's another way you could have done that, right? And I I grew up in family business. I'm third generation business owner. And my granddad and my dad, they weren't leadership books. Uh, My granddad started his company. There might've been like five leadership books that even been published at that point in time. So I lived a little bit of that too. I think the idea, I'm gonna need to pause on that one for a second. That's a really good question. Where'd that kind of come from? I don't want to put words in your mouth, but right. you told me in a previous interview, you always hire people smarter than you. And you're not worried about being the expert because you're the owner. So maybe that plays into it. Like you don't hire people thinking that they're all going to work for you and be under you. You hire people who you think are going to help you grow. Yeah, I have. This is weird. I don't know if it's even suitable for your uses. I looked through payroll and I I was like, man, there's a lot of people who make more money than me. (laughs) We pay our people really well, but I mean, they're wildly talented. The people who are getting paid better than me are more talented than I am. It's an interesting thing. My general manager's like, Josh, you've held your uh, salary frozen for a year and a half now. And I'm like, yeah, I make enough. I'm good. And he's like, yeah, but you're due for it. We can afford to. I'm like, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I don't need to take a pay raise. I don't know that I'm worth anymore. You got to practice what you preach, right? I can't go giving myself a pay raise when I didn't do any, when I didn't produce at a higher level. We'll be right back. Satisfying customers is top of mind for every business owner and satisfied customers are best served by empowered, connected teams that are able to focus on their work instead of technology issues. That's why with the Galaxy Book lineup, Samsung set out to make a PC that helps you reclaim the workday and keep the positive customer reviews rolling in. Invest in your workforce. Invest in your future. Upgrade to the Galaxy Book, the PC that helps modern businesses go further. Explore the whole range at samsung.com forward slash Galaxy Book for work. There's something I was thinking about that we were discussing the other day. If you meet any one team member from Rescue Air, you know what we're about. So I think hiring needs to be wildly intentional. And you don't let somebody on the bus unless they're the right one to get on the bus. And somebody's technical skills or or how many years of experience they might have, none of that matters to me. What matters to me are these good people. Are they coachable? They have good work ethic. Are they motivated? And I can figure the rest of it out. And and my customers see that when somebody walks into their house, they know what they're getting each and every time. It's almost like a franchise model. You go there because you know what you're getting, right? And you order the same thing off the menu. When a rescue air team made, it doesn't matter if they answer the phone or if they come to your front door, you know what you're getting. And I think that's just something super critical about the hiring process, including my leadership team. Yeah. And I think that plays back into an open dialogue, right? Like the people answering the phone, the people showing up at the house, if they felt they couldn't do their job, they would also feel like they could speak up, it seems. I think it's just a culture of like every mistake or consumer experience that's less than 100 
is something that you look at as a learning opportunity. Yes, so, Gina, this is a fun one. So somebody will get a four-star review. And in the mind of a business owner, you immediately think, okay, we screwed up a little bit. You know, all right, so this is the funniest thing, right? On a one-star review, you immediately dive in and start trying to fix it, right? And in a four-star review, you're like, let's leave that sleeping dog lie. What's what's that one star that we didn't get? I mean, that's what it feels like inside. It's like there's a lump in your throat. You're like, oh, thank you so much. And you just leave it maybe. But I actually try to dig in on those four-star reviews and I write like, Hey, what could we have done to earn that fifth star? That's a bold thing to ask because now you're taking a four-star review, which is a good review, and you're about to find out the bad. And you just ask them to air out your laundry. It's not really a smart move, but I, I think it kind of is. I'd encourage business owners to ask people how they could get the, the fifth star if they're getting a four-star review. No matter how ugly it is, they're going to help you build a better business. I love that. Okay, let's talk about (laughs) book recommendations. But before we get into a handful of your favorites, I think a lot of entrepreneurs and business owners are going to say, when the hell am I supposed to read? Or how do I make time for that stuff? I barely have enough time to keep my business operating. What would you say? So I think the first thing you've got to do as a business owner, if you're serious about making changes, nothing changes unless something changes, right? I love that figure of speech. Growth is change. We've got departmental boards that are narrowed down to four things I expect from each department, right? And our leadership team has their own. Number one on it is develop your own leadership. I don't think there's any person that's more important to educate than the person at the top. And you can't give it to somebody else if you don't have it. So if you say, I don't have time to do that, you're just saying that it's not important to me. So you need to shift that. I don't have time to do that. And it's not important to me too. It is important to me. And that's why I have time to do that. Whatever else you're doing with your time that you think is more important than working on yourself is not. You need to work on yourself first. Yeah. You and I hit on that in our first episode, but that is so crucial. Like putting off yourself is really only hurting you and everyone else. Like that doesn't help your team either. Uh, Once you start growing, once you start getting into books a bunch ton and you you read them, then you take that wisdom and you slam it into your business and it's like, whoa, that worked. Yeah. I love that. Okay. I know what one of your favorite books is, The One Minute Manager, right? Yeah. I do like that book. It's a good one. Okay. So that's on the list. What else do we have? Anything John Maxwell. I love this guy. He, He talks to me like my granddad. So that third generation business owner and my granddad is one of the earliest leaders I had. And when I hear John Maxwell speak to me, it's like my granddad's talking to me. And he talks to things about core values, that leadership core values. I think it really goes to that. A lot of faith too in there. So that's a great book. Other great books I mentioned, Start With Why. You got to be able to get people to buy in and people buy in with their own whys, not with yours. So getting people bought in is a good one. Let me look around here for a second. Okay. The five dysfunctions of a team. If you have a leadership team or really overcoming the five dysfunctions of a team, it's a profound book about really the five things are identified that create dysfunctional teams. And if you identify them, and I think you should do it in a leadership setting. If you have a leadership team, you should all read it as a team and then thank me later. That's uh, <laughs> that, one, that one really does work. One more. I like Excellence Wins. It's a book from the founder of the Ritz-Carlton, Horace Schultz. 
and he talks about just running a, a top-level, excellent business and how they got to where they are. They shouldn't have been able to have the success they're having. I think it's a fantastic book. That's one. And anybody in your company can relate to that one, too. So if you read that one, you can take excerpts and you can give it to anybody from, in my business, maybe a parts runner, maybe just someone working in call center or your general manager. So it works for everyone. Fierce Conversations. Susan, I can't remember the lady who writes it, but the businesses that have these challenges that are over there and they think they're talking about what their real problems are and they aren't really. And if you sniff around enough, everybody knows what these problems are. And if you just have the strength to discuss them and address, you can, you can make some real progress. And it's a fantastic book. That's one for anybody in the business to read too. Heck, a husband and a wife can take good value out of that one. Awesome. Is there anything that I didn't give you a chance to share? I pass out lots of gold stars around here. I think gold stars are underrated. They're little stickers. And when somebody does something excellent, I think it's really good in such a, a core basic way to just recognize people. Somebody gets to wear a gold star around. There's a sense of pride, but everybody else gets to see that they're doing something right. And they were recognized by leadership. Pass out more gold stars. And that concludes our episode. Be sure to subscribe so you get new episodes every Thursday. I hope you enjoyed it and were able to take a thing or two away to implement in your own life. Whether it's a new idea that you can bring back to your business or a fresh perspective on how to be a positive influence as a consumer, we share these stories to inspire and create more meaningful connections in your local community. For more information about today's business or to connect with me, check out the show notes. This episode featured conversations with Josh Campbell, owner of Rescue Air Heating and Cooling. To learn more about the episode, check out the episode blog post. Don't forget to subscribe so you get an alert every Thursday when a new episode comes out. To claim your own Yelp business page and start engaging with consumers, visit business.yelp.com. We have a special offer for our listeners who are interested in trying Yelp advertising. Use code BTRPOD300 to get started today. That's BTRPOD300 to get started today. And a $300 upfront credit will be applied instantly. Charges apply once credit is used, cannot be combined with other offers. Any unused credit expires 90 days from date of acceptance. Eligible businesses only, subject to Yelp's master advertising terms. This offer expires at the end of 2021. Our theme song is performed by Ali Schwartz and produced by Robbie G of Messerol Sound. The show was produced and edited by Entrepreneur Media.